welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Beyer. One foot. And welcome to the program. You're listening live from the home <laughs> studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where we are ready for the red carpet. <laughs> we are ready for Oscars. Yeah. We are ready for acceptance speeches and incredible gowns and hopefully no one slapping each other in front of billions of people worldwide. Um, the nominees are out and the, uh, we have a lot of time before the Academy Award ceremony. So um, it's March 12th, March 12th. So actually not that much time coming up on about a month. Um, Time for another Jag Bags Oscars party. Oh, the last one was rocking. <laughs> well, Bro- for the first movie, it was rocking. It drove me to unconsciousness. <laughs> That's how exciting it was. I c- the second one got us angry faxes from Denzel Washington, Francis, Francis McDormand. She's like, hey, excuse me. I am a three-time winner. Recognize. Beaver. Stay awake, please, Beaver. Ugh. Apologies to Ms. McDormand and Mr. Washington, and to the Mr. Cohen. Cohen, I uh, it was it was riveting. It was so riveting that I just passed out from the emotional <laughs> investment that I was making. But this year, the uh, nominees are back, and um, we're just going to go through them, and we're going to talk about. Uh, the movies that we want to win and then the movies that we think will win. And then we'll go through all the nominees uh, for the major categories and, um, and we'll go through that uh, the same, uh, the same formula. And then we'll end this uh, podcast by talking about the best actress category where Len and I are going to give you our 10 favorite best actress performances over the years. Uh, No truth to the rumor that Len has Marie Dressler from the 1930 movie Min and Bill uh, atop his list. Just, just minutes ago, finished watching that. Yeah. And uh, she, he's a huge Marie Dressler fan. Uh, So, but he wants to give the other now uh, Academy award winners a chance. So should be a great one. So let's dive right in. Um, the uh, what did you think of the strength of the Best Picture nominees, and 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 what are you thinking? Who do you think? Who do you want to win, and who do you think will win? I want to ask you first, though. Oh. What have you seen out of these ten? How many have you seen? I have seen one, two, three. Four out of the ten. Well, that's pretty good. So, which four have you seen? I've seen The Banshees of Inisherin. I've seen Top Gun Maverick. I've seen The Fablemans. I did see The Fablemans. Oh, you did see it. And then I saw Elvis. Ah, yeah, I knew you saw Elvis. What did you think of The Fablemans? Loved it. Yeah, thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a love letter to the movies. At the end, I thought, you know, just like the whole kind of like. You know, or the old era of the movies. And um, so I just thought that was just kind of a love letter to that whole. And, and I'm sure, as we've talked about, pretty autobiographical. And I agree with you on Paul Dano's performance. Um, Great. 
Yeah, he was terrific. He got snubbed so bad. Everyone was great. Judd Hirsch. I, Seth decided, Rogen. How about yeah. Seth Rogen? He was great. Do you expect Seth Rogen to underplay and just make you feel for this guy? Yes. You know, Spielberg like said, you're going to take this down. Uh, a few whatever times. whatever works and he, he said was, yes mr spielberg i rather i would have rather had we'll talk about the sporting actor category in a little bit but i would have rather had those two than some other people that are in there and michelle williams i think michelle williams is terrific we'll talk about her too yep um so those are the four movies that i've seen i've seen seven of the ten okay i tried to watch all quiet on the Western front with my staff, but they said, we haven't slept for three days. We're starting to have hallucinations. I'm like, I need to rehire. I need to rehire. I'll take some but of your uh, top performers. <laughs> uh, hopefully by next podcast, I'll have watched at least all quiet on the Western front. So I've seen avatar. So let me get it. Let me get this straight. It's your staff fault that you have not seen this movie. Right. Cause we're watching it together and we, you need your staff to watch material the for the podcast. It's a, right. it's a team. It's a teamwork thing. Sounds like, uh, they are a team. Not sure. It sounds like you are doing a lot of the ordering or anyway, not to criticize your work <laughs> process. It's the, it's the observations. That's all. <laughs> um, I've seen avatar wave water banshees. Yep. Inisher and Elvis, which I watched a couple weeks ago. Yep. Everything Everywhere All at Once. I've not seen Fables. that. Fables. I watched Top Gun a couple weeks ago also. And Tar, which I watched last night. So I still got to see All Quiet in the Western Front, Triangle of Sadness, and mm -hmm. Women Talking. Women Talking. Um, All Quiet in the Western Front is... On Netflix. Yes, I saw. It's been made into a movie before. It's a book. A lot of it. Have you read the book, B? I uh, read it in college, I think. I think I read it for a class in college. Yeah, so did I. So did I. So it's a book a lot of us have read. I'm so incredibly, I'm curious, what's yeah. different about this that material that we all know that's making it get all these awards? So I'm curious about that one. Triangle of Sadness is about a ship full of rich people, and Woody Harrelson is in it. Always and good. This it got best picture, it got best director. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to seek that one out. Right. And then Women Talking <laughs> is Sarah Polly. Do you know Sarah Polly? No. She wrote one of my favorite books last year because she was she's an actress and director. Hmm. She adapted the screenplay for this. And I like her a lot, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. And it's got Rooney Mara, Francis McDormand, who you owe an apology to, <laughs> and Jesse Buckley. So it's got it's got a great cast. Well, maybe I, I just blame Denzel for falling asleep. Oh, Every time Francis was talking, <laughs> yeah, so let's get Denzel mad. Wide awake, I know. It's like pick your poison. Mm -hmm. I, I blame Francis when I talk to Denzel. Like you were amazing. Our, our, our recap episodes 
hopefully by Oscar time, I'll have watched those three also. Yeah, uh, me too. Those on uh, recap episodes. Right. But of the seven that I've seen, Tar, Fableman's, Banshees of Inisherin, all great. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that there's three great Oscar movies. Yeah. Everything, everywhere at once is pretty good. I think it's, well, I'd say really good. I want to see it. I'm excited and to then, see it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's another one I'd like to talk to you about. And then Top Gun Maverick. Well, I feel like this is exactly what the Academy wanted a yeah. f- few years ago when they expanded it to 10 films because they got the box office hits in here. They sure did. They got Top Gun. And everybody, well, some people think it got nominated because they think it turned the movie theater industry around. I mean, it was... Everybody uh, wanted to see it in the theater. Yep. And I feel like the Batman should be in here, though. If you're going to put a big box office hit. I liked... I liked the Batman better than I liked. Well, it was my favorite movie of the year. So I liked it better than uh, all the movies I've seen so far. Yeah, I, I would I would have liked to have seen that in there. Yeah. And I don't know what my favorite, though, is because Tar, Fableman's, and Banshee's of Sharon, I'd be fine with any of those three winning. From what I'm reading, though, so far, I think everything everywhere at once is a favorite right now. Oh, really? Is that the yeah. uh, recognized? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But there's a, it's a month away. Yeah. That can, a lot can happen. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a, a director I, can make a dumb comment and, and, and torpedo yeah. their movie's chances. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Which God. of the four that you saw did, did, would you want to win? That's a great question because I liked all four for different reasons. <sighs> um, I think, I feel like Top Gun, I feel like the, the Top Gun, the Fablemans and Elvis, I have t- a, a tough time differentiating from them, but I think it's all for like sentimental reasons. Um, like, Top Gun, I think you just named the reasons. Like, it's great to go back to the movies. Um, it's great to see Tom Cruise actually, like, in a new role. And I'd be happy if Tom Cruise won an Oscar. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm rooting for him. I mean, these, he's Hollywood royalty. And Hollywood royalty, I, I've got no problem with them getting an Oscar. Um, or having their moment in the sun. Same with, I mean, the Fablemans. It's like, it feels like this is a very personal movie for Spielberg in a lot of ways and it's a lot of like you know what uh, kind of his like his there's a lot of his you know kind of like uh philosophy to movie making and like what drives his movies um in many ways or the themes of his movies so to me i think that's really cool and interesting and then elvis because of lisa marie and austin butler was so good and i thought baz luhrmann directed the heck out of this movie um, the Banshees of Inisherin. Eileen uh, and I were talking about this, and I'm glad that I saw the movie before all the hype started. 
because it's ever since, you know, the word got out and they're like, no, this movie's great. You got to see it. You got to see it. And then, um, you know, it got nominated for an Oscar and, and then everybody jumped on board and said, this is an amazing, amazing movie. Uh, Jesse saw it. She was like, yeah, there were three good parts. <laughs> Overhyped. Dismissed by Jesse Byer. I know. Three good parts. <laughs> clicks, clicks the banshees away with their finger. Yeah. But I, a part of me can't help but think, would I have the same reaction? Like, because I went into that movie. After the hype was on. There was no hype when I saw it, and I loved it. Would I feel the same with all this hype? And I went in and saw the same movie. I don't know. So you're you're putting me on the spot for what I hope will win. I'm still sticking with Top Gun. And and but I haven't seen all these other movies. So, you know, this is just out of the four. And I don't know. I don't feel like Top Gun realistically has a chance of winning, do you? No. Yeah. So I would not have nominated Top Gun. Oh, come on. It was fun. <laughs> it was yeah, my, <laughs> Miles Teller was let's, a let's door. talk about let's talk about each movie, each movie. All right, you mentioned Top Gun, so we'll talk about that first. So let's talk about the seven I've seen. Top Gun, it's the same Tom Tom Cruise role. Right. Nothing different. Right. Jennifer Connelly's like, this is such an amazing performance by Tom Cruise. I'm like, it's the same thing he does in He's every movie. Older and more vulnerable. He's haunted by his past. Oh. <laughs> you know what? You're, you know, you know what? You're. This is an ageist uh, take <laughs> on your part. No, it's not. I will. I, I will say this. Ageist. The first Top Gun, I thought was. I thought was terrible. Agreed. This one I liked. Yes. But though I think it should be nominated for an Oscar. No. It's a nod to the bygone days of Hollywood. It's like a sentimental kind of pick. It's just an entertaining movie. It's not, and it's not an Oscar movie. It's not a traditional. You're right. It's not a traditional Oscar movie. Agreed. I, I like a movie like this getting nominated though. Cause I know there's going to be one of these, one of these years that I like, like that, that gets not that slips in. Mm-hmm. Cause it's good to have a big entertainment in there, but top, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Top gun. Yes. I have this theory on top gun. They're also trying to appeal to a younger demographic with top gun. I feel it. And an older, cause a lot of young people really liked well, they had both covered because you have Tom Cruise fans, right? All the older, older people our age, yeah, yeah. And then you have all these young actors because you had Miles Teller and Glenn Powell and um, a couple other guys. So they had that. They had the ridiculous football scene. You mean amazing football scene? <laughs> that was so dumb. It was. I was like, oh. how dare you? Oh, and John Hamm. And John Hamm. Come on. It was two of my, uh, John Hamm and Jennifer Connelly, two of my favorites. Yep. And Hamm was good. He was? Hamm was believable as that guy. He really was. But. And the Val Kilmer scene, poignant. Or, uh, yeah. 
poignant. I have a theory that Miles Teller thought Tom Cruise was a total weirdo. Because when I'm watching that movie the whole time, I'm thinking Miles Teller is uncomfortable in these scenes with Tom Oh, Cruise. Miles Teller, the person, had thought that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's why he grew the mustache. Could be. Because their scenes together do not work for me. I'm like, I don't think these two like each other. Or Miles Teller is like the Scientology guy. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> that's what it felt like. That was, that's just my honest opinion. You might be right. But it was a lot better than the original, you know, and it was entertaining enough. Mm-hmm. But do I want it to win? No. Do I want it to be? Would I have nominated it? No. <laughs> but again, I don't mind it being nominated because that's why they have 10 nominees because they want to put some of these box office hits in there. Just so like Avatar. Avatar, I liked. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Right. But it's almost the same thing. Yep. And the lead actor in Avatar, he is not a good actor. Uh, I, you know, he does not, uh, not bring you in at all. I gotta say, I'm really kind of like not. Uh, I like. I gotta see Avatar: The Way of Water, but uh, do I, I mean? I, uh, I don't have any kids, so you know that want to see that. So yeah. maybe I'll just I'll just make Jesse watch it. It's not gonna win anything. But like I said, I, I, it was entertaining enough, and it's a yeah. long movie. It's very, it's three hours long. But you're entertained. You're entertained, and I guess you could say you could call that good directing because to make a movie that long and to be entertained by that is an achievement in itself. If you but watch a three-hour movie and you're never looking at your watch once, that's a win. Yeah. So it's a good movie, but would I have nominated it? Probably not. But I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it. So again, I'm not not I'm fine with it being there. Okay. Elvis mixed feelings on Elvis. Okay. See, I am I'm disagreeing with you on it being directed well. I didn't like how they framed it. Like sometimes they would stop and be like, This is this part. Mm-hmm. I did not like that at all. That takes you out of it. Okay. And I don't know what was missing, but there was something missing for me. And I yeah. liked, I liked. Well, Tom Hanks was. Austin Butler, I liked. No good. But did, I don't think he disappeared into it, though. Did I like him? Yes. Did I think it was transformative? No. We'll talk about that in the best <laughs> actor category. Dean <laughs> is really mad at me now. And then. <laughs> But Tom Hanks, who everybody was complaining about, I was like fine with Tom Hanks. But I, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but maybe that's how the guy was. I, I don't think but he's maybe both. I was ready for it. Maybe I Could was be. ready. Could be. Because people were saying, what's with Tom Hanks' voice and all that? Well, he's not playing Tom Hanks. He's playing this guy. Yeah. But I don't that's think the colonel spoke. It's such a the- weird story, that guy. Well, I don't think it was well known. I think it came out after the fact that he was a, an immigrant. Yeah. And that's why he never wanted to leave the country because he would have he would have been deported. Yep. No. But that I don't think came out until after his death. So there's no way Colonel Tom's gonna walk around with a Dutch accent. People he wanted to be an American th- anyway. anyway. Well, 
to me though that took me out of the movie we're we're we've seen other elvis stuff we have i mean kurt russell mm-hmm. is elvis i think that's better than this i'm going to well we should talk about this during the best actor uh, as a movie i thought it was a little long yeah i thought it was a little too long yeah, could have gotten, and, but again, I think that's that's the directing. I don't think he just the pacing wasn't right. These little stoppages weren't. He it didn't flow. I thought when I say he directed the hell out of the movie, I thought that the the look of the movie was spot on. The, a lot of times, I felt like I was watching like found footage from. But the that's 70s. like that's like set design and. Maybe he just had the right people doing those and maybe jobs. That's, maybe that's where he gets his Oscars. The sets yeah. are always great. They always mm-hmm. look so good. Mm-hmm. All right, so Elvis. And then, all right, so we got everything everywhere all at once. Really good. Maybe a little overrated. Mm-hmm. Good performances. I want to see it. Creative. But there's something about it that makes me not say it's like a four-star movie. Mm -hmm. To me, Fableman's Tar and Banshees are four-star movies. Real quick, because you talked about it on the recap episode, but can you just fill us in real quick on Tar for this Oscar discussion. Yeah, Tar is Kate Blanchett playing a conductor. And I said this on the recap too, but I'll say it here. Like they open up the movie with her character being interviewed on stage by a New Yorker reporter. And it's kind of a long scene, so it's kind of a risk. Like this is how you open your movie with her being interviewed by somebody. Right. But it works because it's Kate Blanchett. And instantly I'm like, yes, she's a conductor. Yes. I believe her immediately. <laughs> she's always a been a, she's always been a conductor. Yeah. And it's, I'd say this and Banshees are the most, are the biggest artistic achievements, I guess, because they're different. The things they do. And Todd Fields, the guy who directed it, he, he directed In the Bedroom. You remember that movie? It was a long time ago. It's like Sissy Spacek. And... That's because it's been a while. Like yeah, he, he took a break for a long time. Right. And he did a fantastic job. We'll talk mm. about director in a minute. Okay. So it's, it's three strong candidates. And Banshees we've talked about before. We have. It's just you don't know where it's going. And it's, <laughs> it's so different. You're like, what is this? You're watching it and you're enjoying it. But in your head, you're like, where's this going? And I, I, a I great feeling because you don't get that too much. And you, you really don't. And I do want to say a few things that I really liked about it. Um, one, I liked the whole kind of like, it was kind of like ancient Ireland kind of feel to it. And I also got the feeling like, okay, he's playing the violin and there's blood spurting out of his hand. <laughs> And I'm like, come on. <laughs> but then Eileen had a great point 
about it because we were talking about the movie yesterday. And she said, yeah, but it reminded me of like my uncle Eugene and all these like ridiculous tales he used to tell about, you know, growing up and what his cousin did. Um, you know, what his cousin Seamus did. And it, we, we were like, whatever, BS. He's like, I, as God is my witness, it happened. So he said, it reminded me of like these tall tales that, you know, I heard, she said, you know, that I heard a lot as a, as a kid. So yep. to me, that was like, made it even, it was something very, she said, super Irish about that. So actually yeah, like that. And the way it accelerates and you're like, <laughs> you just can't believe right. it. And I love the bartender. All these crazy stuff is happening in the bar, and the bartender comes in. Hey, how are you? Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Everything's normal, right? We have to give Dave the Oscar now for the oh, incredible thanks. depiction of the Irish bartender. Yeah. With I'm, my, call, I'm calling the Oscars right now. With my superior Irish accent. Special special award for Beave. <laughs> Best accent. Yeah. And then Fableman's what you said, because it's all the Spielberg stuff. Yeah. And maybe somebody 14 won't notice that. Like, but Henry, Henry loved it. Henry's 13. But we know all the Spielberg stuff, all the movies and everything. And you can see it, it makes sense to us. Right. The event of his life that made him into this great director. Yeah. I mean, just great. Terrific. And a lot of great acting and just super emotional, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Well, I don't, I don't know which one I would pick of those three. Which is also very, a Spielberg. I'm, that's also a Spielberg trope, and you, it pulls at your heart strings. Yeah. So those, those three. Mm-hmm. Very happy. Three great movies made the best picture. Well, we'll keep talking about what you know as we move on. Um, I'm going to have to decide. We both have to decide. Okay. Right right now? No. But oh. before the Oscars, we have to yes. pick what we want to win. We have to make the choice. Okay. And right now, my prediction is everything, everywhere, all at once wins best picture. My choice anyway. is Triangle of Sadness. I have never seen it. <laughs> but it could because it's just, I don't know where it's got these nominations. So could be. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's your best director, real quick? Okay, best director. So, best director, you mentioned Triangle Sadness. Mm-hmm. Ruben Ostlund, never heard of him. He got nominated. Todd Field, we mentioned from Tar, Spielberg. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schwart, maybe is his name. Co nominated for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Right. And then. Martin McDonough for Banshees. Yeah. Again, same thing. I, I would vote for any of those three of those movies I mentioned. They all did a great job. And yeah, now is basically filming his own life mm-hmm. and has to present it with all its warts and coax all these performances out. And I mean, it's entertaining. It, it, it's one of the best. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's one of the best movies he's ever done. The Fablemans. Yeah, I think so. And then... Really? Yeah. I have to think about where it ranks in the Spielberg canon. Yeah, we can. that's something we can, we can do a Spielberg. Have we done a Spielberg yet? We haven't done a Spielberg episode. 
maybe we maybe it's time yeah and then and tar again i don't want to spoil it but the things he does with the material especially towards the end where you, you can you have to see it first so you can talk about it but there's things that are, aren't are kind of open-ended about the last quarter of the movie and so that works on a bunch of different levels because you got her performance just alone is worth a watch and the way he kind of takes you down a different path at the last quarter of the movie and how he kind of like what you're saying with Elvis, everything he, the sets and everything, you believe it. You believe you're there. Yeah. Orchestra rehearsals and everything seems true. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a good battle. It's a good battle. But I, I'm, again, if everything ever all at once continues to be the favorite, their two directors will win it. Right. It could, so it's only Martin McDonough for Banshees, Todd Field for Tar, Ruben Oslin for Triangle, the two Daniels for Everything Everywhere, and then Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, five five directors. Um, it'll be interesting if the best picture also has the best director winner, too. Last year, that didn't happen. What was last year's? Uh, Coda won, but then Jane Campion won the director award, if I'm not mistaken. So you wonder if that will happen again this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think any of these are solid. Some years you know everyone that's going to win. Yeah. Right away. I, this is not that's that's how it is this year. I think this year is a lot more open than normal. Right. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Well, let's argue about best actor. Okay. <laughs> I think we've both only seen two of these, though. Cruz. There can be <laughs> no it. one else. He didn't make it. Be. I don't think he's even nominated. He's not nominated. Right in candidate. I <laughs> I just learned. You and Jennifer Connelly are storming the Academy. 90 years ago, they would accept right in candidates. Therefore, I am petitioning. Uh for a return to that anyway let's let's go um so the nominees are brendan fraser for the whale austin butler for elvis colin farrell for the banshees of innocent bill nye for living and paul mescal for after sun um which uh you know which i've not i've not seen uh, the only movies I've seen uh, are Banshees and Elvis. Yeah, me too. Here's an interesting trivia about these actors. What is unique about this um, this group? Um, they're mostly uh, not American, right? They're all first timers. First, oh, they're all first timers. I just learned that today. They, none of them have been nominated for an Oscar. There you go. 
Yeah, that's very unusual. That's another reason why this race isn't easy to predict. Right. Because the usual suspects aren't in there. Right. Like Tom Hanks didn't get a nomination. So there's no traditional Oscar nominee in there. Probably the most traditional would be Colin Farrell. Yeah. Even though he hasn't been ever been nominated. And and Bill Nye, he's a really well respected actor, and this is his first nomination too. Yep. So it could go it could go like right now from what I'm reading, it's between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. I mean, Austin Butler, I th- you know, I know I know you weren't as um into his uh, performance as I was. I thought he was incredible. And I was I went in as a skeptic too, because I was like, nobody can surpass Kurt Russell. Um but I like Kurt Russell better. I thought Austin Butler gave a lot of the he captured kind of the doe-eyed kind of, you know, um I thought Kurt Russell was a little snarly and Austin Butler was a little more vulnerable. And I thought yeah. but, Butler's musical performances also worked better better. When Butler was out there, you know, being Elvis, I I, I was into it. Hook line right. sinker. Mm-hmm. He had the moves down. He was great. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm not saying I preferred Austin Butler to Kurt Russell, but I was shocked at how quickly on board I was with his performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to do because you risk Elvis's Elvis Presley has been. I mean, there's an entire industry of Elvis Presley impersonators. So, you know, if you're going to take on that role, you're fighting like, you know, you know, you, you could become Andy Kaufman. Right. And you want to become. Well, he kind Elvis. of did, though, because I just read something today that he recently stopped talking like Elvis. <laughs> I mean, that was his life for two years is what he said, basically. Wasn't that like there was like somebody who worked with him that was like concerned that he would talk like Elvis for the rest of his life or something? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what about Colin Farrell's performance in Banshees of Inisherin? Well, yeah, I liked it, but I don't know if it's, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like Banshees is more a writer's movie. Agreed. And I love Colin Farrell. Yes. But I don't, I don't see him winning. It'd be a huge upset if he won, because I think it's between Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser. Yeah. But Austin Butler, he might get it because of the... Some people think you shouldn't play like... Brendan Fraser plays an obese guy, so he's got the fat suit and all that, and some people don't like that. Right. But Brendan Fraser also has like a comeback story. So that's Which, a plus for him. Easy to root for a guy like that. He's like the Mickey well, those, Rourke. It's like the Mickey Rourke kind of thing. Yeah, those are the two favorites right now. Um, Paul Mescal, he's he's a good actor. He he's in Normal I like People. Him. Have you ever seen Normal People? He was excellent in that. Yeah, I haven't finished it, but yeah, I like him in that. He was in that, what was the movie that 
Olivia Coleman was in last year. He was in that. He had a small part in that. Yeah, he's good. He's a good actor. I like him. I have to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Got great reviews. Plays like a dad dealing with his daughter. And I think he was like estranged from her or something. And But it's supposed to be really good. Mm. And then uh, I don't really know much about the Bill Nye movie. No, me neither. I like Bill Nye. Yeah. So I'm hoping to see them all. Um, so I don't really have a great take on this one yet. I don't even know who to root for. No. Uh, I know you're rooting for Austin Butler, right? I think right now I am. Yeah. But I'd be happy if Colin Farrell won. Yeah. I would. Should we go to Best Actress nominees? Yeah, Best Actress, I've seen four of them. Ooh, well. So the nominees are Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Andrea Reesborough for To Leslie, which got a lot of kind of the, that was like not a controversial nomination, but it, there was a big It is kind a of, controversial nomination. Yeah. It is. And then Anna de Armas. Movie made, okay. Anna de Armas for Blonde, and then Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. But back right. to Andrea Reesbro and her the story of her nomination. So that movie's made twenty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And she got nominated because all these Hollywood actors like Gwyneth Paltrow and Jennifer Aniston liked her performance so much that they did all these screenings and everything and and got her got her the nomination. Um, did you see the um the reaction of uh, the um, uh, director of the movie Till uh, to uh, Andrea Reesbro's uh, nomination. Uh, yeah, well, she was not happy about it. And uh, yeah, because because of the Danielle thing. Danielle her actress Danielle Deadweiler right. uh, was not nominated. Yeah, and Viola Davis wasn't. Those are the two people that. Uh, a lot of people thought we we're going to get nominated. And Viola Davis. I think both of I, I mean. Not from Till, but from another movie. Yeah, Woman King, I think yeah, it was called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But all three of those movies, none of them were big movies. No. Like, Till didn't have the impact that I, they probably thought it would. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that one just kind of came and went. Yeah. And same thing with the Viola Davis movie. So there weren't really... They weren't really in the conversation, I guess. And Viola Davis has been nominated so many times. Maybe people are like, you know what? <laughs> we don't need to nominate her again. So. I did see that this Andrea Reesbro nomination has been so controversial that the Academy was compelled to release a statement that said, we will not rescind uh, this nomination yeah. Because there was an investigation as to whether this campaign on her behalf violated the organization's rules. God. No. I mean, it, there's nothing. Like, you can do screenings. So. And she is supposed to be good in it. I'll, I'll have to watch it. I'm going to try to watch it. And then I'll have seen all five. Right. So for me, 
Kate Blanchett blows everybody else away in this one. Mm. She's great. And I did not, I didn't expect it. Not that Kate Blanchett isn't always good, but I thought maybe they're just nominating her to nominate her. It's easy just to plug her in. But she's so good. I might just hand her to Oscar right now. I don't know if she's going to win because it's between her and Michelle Yao. Those are the two front runners right now. Mm. And Michelle Yao has the, she's been acting forever. Let's yeah. reward her. Right. And she's good in it, but, but Kate, Kate Blanchett should win. That's I know who, you're, talk, you're talking that's who about. you would pick. Yes. You're talking about Michelle Williams. But to me, Michelle Williams, I wrote down four movies, I think, thought that Michelle Williams was better. And Dawson's Blue Creek. Valentine, Blue Valentine, Dawson's Creek, the movie. <laughs> uh, Take This Waltz, Manchester by the Sea, The Station Agent. I just think she's she's been better because there's... I can say it to you because you've seen the movie. There's the scene. You remember the camp scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's dan- dancing. Yes. I feel like she was holding back too much in that scene. Mm. Cause it's supposed to be like this big revelation thing. And I felt like there's some, there's something missing. Mm. And I, it's what I've talked about before. I, I think when you've been acting for a really long time and you're getting more famous, it's harder to get to that point because you're used to protecting yourself more, I think. Mm. So I don't, I don't think it's as good performance as those movies I've mentioned. Yeah. Michelle, William, Michelle Williams has now think, joined oh. James Wade <laughs> on the ladder. I love Michelle Williams. Though. I'm a huge Michelle Williams fan. She's had a plaque porn. Do you really, Len? That's how, the placard <laughs> that she is holding up right now. Do you really? It just do you really. This just says, do you really? Len. Do you Did really, you, comma, Len? She anticipated that I was going to say this on the podcast. She knows you better or than you know Or she just had yourself. a do you really handy in her hand. <laughs> she had a bunch of, uh, like, learn. That's another one. She's got this thing that says learn. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I love, I love her, but she should. I think those movies I said only she got nominated for one of them. But there's also a lot of people think that's a supporting role because the main role in the movie is the kid, right? So if she if she would have been nominated for supporting, she probably she probably could have won. It would have been a battle, but she would have mm. had a better chance than winning in this category. I was today years old when I uh, found out that uh, Michelle Williams had a daughter by Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't know that? No. no. Yeah, that was the big tragedy when he died. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. No. Well, what it, so you've only seen Michelle Williams then so far. Yeah, I got to like uh, get the. Uh, I'm gonna get on the stick, so I'll have much more. But you really, you really liked her in that one. I did. I always like Michelle Williams. I think she's great. She is great. All right, supporting actor. Okay. So Brian Tyree Henry, we're gonna have Jag Bags Oscars afternoon. 
sometime soon. Yes. He's a great actor, so I'm assuming he's great in that. Mm -hmm. Brendan Gleeson, Judd Hirsch, and Barry Keegan. So we've seen those three. Yep. What do you think of those three performances? That's tough. I like them all. I love Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch is another guy I'd love to see win an Oscar at last. Um, I have people that I really want to see win an Oscar. Judd Hirsch, Donald Sutherland. You know, Donald Sutherland's never won an Oscar. Mm. Um, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon will never win an Oscar. But wouldn't it be great? He's been around forever. Um, Judd Hirsch is one of those. Kevin like, Bacon is just not a guy who's going to take up. A- Oscar bait role. You never Maybe know. Murder in the first was was his one where he's trying to win an Oscar. Do you remember that movie? Uh, I don't think I ever saw it. Yeah, he's like in jail, and yeah, I didn't see it either. But he he'll never win an Oscar. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I think Judd Hirsch is a better actor than Kevin Bacon, but not as fun to look at as Kevin Bacon. Anyway. <laughs> um, so I'd be delighted if Judd Hirsch won. Brendan Gleeson, I thought was good. I thought he was good, but I enjoyed Barry um, Kogan, Keown, however he pronounces. I think, I, I think you pronounce it Keegan. Keegan? Yeah, I think. I, I liked him better. And it, I just thought he was more... Um, Brendan Gleeson's character was just an enigma. And, I, I like... Well... Which I'm sure was the point. I've seen four of the five. Uh, Kihai Kwan is the favorite. He's in everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm -hmm. And he's like another comeback story. Yep. Because he was in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when he was a kid. Right. And he's good in it. But I think I like Brendan Gleeson the best out of these Oh, you oh, you preferred Ben Brendan Gleeson to Brendan uh, I thought Judd Hirsch was kind of hammy in his part. Stop it. <laughs> Barry Keegan's good, but Brendan Gleeson just the way you talked about earlier though, the Brendan Gleeson scene where he's playing the violin. I mean, ridiculous. I just I just the more I think about his performance, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. I watch causeway because i love brian tyree henry so that might be the guy for me but right now uh kihai kwan is my prediction to win and brendan gleason is the guy i'd be rooting for yeah it's it says that it's either it's going to come down to either kihai kwan or judd hirsch because judd hirsch is 87 years old and plus judd hirsch is like the message of the movie that scene right yeah, but I would have rather had Paul Dano and Seth Rogen. To me, put oh. put Paul Dano and Seth Rogen in, and take out Judd Hirsch and Barry Keegan. Yeah, and I would probably I'd pick Paul Dano. He's a guy I would have liked to have seen win. Mm. Len has faxed his suggestions to the Academy <laughs> in a fifty-two page memo. <laughs> It's called How You Screwed Up. Um, they have released a statement same, at the same yeah. day that they, on the same day they said they will not be rescinding um, 
Andrea Reesbro's nomination, they said, we will not be accepting Len Foote's recommendation. Although that was after a long deliberation. And they reserved the right. They said, we reserve the right to change our mind. Okay, enough. Moving on. Uh, should we talk best supporting actress? Yes. So supporting actress, we've got Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She was great. Hong Chow for The Whale, which neither of us has seen. I've not seen that. Carrie Condon, Banshees. Wonderful. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And also Stephanie Hsu for the same movie. Has Jamie Lee Curtis ever won an Oscar? I don't think so. I'd be delighted if Jamie Lee Curtis won the Oscar. Same with Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett's supposed to win. I'd be, she was terrific. Angela Bassett is the favorite, and I'd be fine with her winning. I thought she did. You see Wakanda Forever? I did. Yeah, she was really good. She was excellent. But Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis was good too. So yeah, I put Angela Bassett as my prediction to win, and also I'd like to see her win. But Jamie Lee Curtis would be second. Has Jamie Lee Curtis even been nominated? I don't. I don't, know. I don't think so. Don't Check that out. Yeah, because um, Angela Bassett was nominated for Tina Turner. Yeah. In What's Love Got to Do With It, where, um, as our friend Kirk Pinchon said, the moment that uh, finally drove Ike Turner over the edge was when Tina Turner said, well, your music's not very good. That's what caused Tina Turner to, or Ike Turner to finally snap. Um, that's, that's the lesson of What's Love Got to Do With It. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you can do everything else, but don't criticize my music. Um, and so uh, she was, and, and she didn't win for that. No, I don't think so. And I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis has ever been nominated. Yeah, first time. That's, I, I said it's, it's a really cool year for the Oscars. It is. I like this uh, nod to, you know, longtime movie, um, you know, Hollywood kind of stalwarts. Yeah. What do you think of the girl from Banshees? What do you think of her performance? She was great. Yeah. Just great. Because she had, she was exasperated with these two idiots. <laughs> and, uh, Every it, the face when like he would let the donkey into the home, I was crying, <laughs> laughing. I'm hoping, I'm hoping donkey makes a presents an award. And then the way that she also <laughs> exactly, and then the way that she her scenes with Barry Cogan were great, very very good, and uh, I liked the both of them. They had a really good. Kind of, and you really, yeah, felt, more, you really wanted to about her. that. The one scene, you're like, man, it just kind of puts a chill down your spine. Very much so. Yeah. To the point where you were rooting for her to, you know, you got to get out of there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. not to, I don't think I spoiled the movie too much. Um, because even though she's, you know, putting her brother in a horrific position by doing that, I mean. You're, I, I was like, yes, go. So um, to me that, you know, 
that that speaks to what the director wanted to accomplish and what the actress was able to pull off. It's a, it's a strong category. She's terrific. It's just a, yeah. So we have to see the whale to see if all five deserve it. Yeah. We do. I was trying, I was kind of flipping back to my favorite movies of the year that we did in January. Just to see yes. what's missing. But it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good collection. Should we talk best screenplay nominees? Yeah. So <laughs> adapted screenplay is All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, Living, Top Gun, Maverick, and Women Talking. Did you see Glass Onion? No, I after reading a lot of negative reviews. Yeah, I, I thought Glass Onion was dumb. Mm-hmm. That's was what a lot of people. That's what a lot of people said. I'm like, who are these people who? And it's a mystery. It's supposed to be a mystery. Yep. And there's so many holes in it. Yep. I'm like, what? So I'm, and, I was really glad that it didn't get nominated for Best Picture. But is it well paced at least? Because that was the other thing. It's like, oh. it, it's not even. Because there's holes in the plot, but if it's like smartly paced, then no, it's not smart at all. (laughs) So there you go. You're you're watching it, and the best thing, and and she could have gotten nominated. Janelle Monae is great. Yeah, they they were saying that uh, they thought that she would get a nomination. Yeah, I would have been fine with her, but she probably would have been supporting, and we just talked about how good all of them were. Right. So I don't know who you would take out for her. Right. Unless The Whale is t- a terrible movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. Yeah, Glass Onion being nominated for this is ridiculous. Top Gun being nominated for this is ridiculous. Stop the Top Gun Center. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping... Jerry Bruckheimer has also joined uh, the ladder with James Wade. <laughs> Wow, a lot of people on your ladder today. Yeah, just things got an warm, industrial. A little warmer. And, yeah, he's building a facade to hold all the people complaining about you. Yeah. Um, anyway. So you uh, get all, all Quiet, Living, and Women Talking, which I haven't seen yet, so I'm assuming they're better than those two. Mm-hmm. And Sarah Polly adapted Women Talking, and I have faith in her, so I have a, I have a feeling she did a good job. But we'll talk about that more when I see those other movies. And then original screenplay. I've seen four of the five. So it's Banshees, Everything Everywhere, Fableman's, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. So for me, that would be between Banshees and Tar. I would, I thought that the only the only ones I've seen are Fablemans and Banshees, and I just the Banshees of Inisherin just kept surprising me. Yeah. Um, and the ending, <laughs> I still don't know what I think of the ending of the Banshees of Inisherin, but maybe that's the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gasitar, because why I think it's between those two is because Tar creates this character. You would you would think it was a real biography like it's based on a real conductor but it's not it's he just made this up okay 
I, I definitely want to see it now. Yeah. So it's at the Logan. So well, maybe I'll. So it's weird. To... So that's a very strong category, and a dance that has, has two that don't shouldn't even be in there. <laughs> Gary Bruckheimer is like, I am going to not stand for the repeated attacks. <laughs> so animated is going out of his way. What's weird about animated movies, I've only seen one this year. Because Henry doesn't have to see every animated movie anymore. Mm. So I've only seen Puss in Boots, which I liked. I thought it was good. And then you have Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Sea Beast, and Turning Red. To me, I, th- I think it's Turning Red, I think, is the one I've heard the most about, but people loving it. And I think it's Pixar, too. So I think so. But Pinocchio is Guillermo del Toro. That's the movie that I really want to see. Yeah. So I'm going to try to watch all those. Marcel Shell with shoes on also got raves. That's Jenny Slate. Yeah. And Sea Beast, I haven't heard much about. That's on Netflix. So I'm gonna try I might try to squeeze all of them in. Marcel Shell, you saw all the um uh every time we go to see the movies, there was always a Marcel Shell preview. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, Pinocchio is on uh, Netflix, I believe. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pinocchio turning. I mean, Pinocchio and, and CB star on Netflix turning red is on Disney plus Marcel, the shell. That's the one that's hard to find right now. Right. And Darby loves turning red. She saw it three times. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure if Jesse saw turning red. Probably not. Yeah. So the plan is me and you will, update if we've seen any of these Oscar movies each week leading up to the Oscars. Good plan. And then the Monday before the Oscars, when we record our recap, we'll redo our predictions and preferences real quick. Okay. Sound good? I approve of these rules. Okay. Even Jerry Bruckheimer out in the ladder is is now (laughs) saying, seems fair. That seems fair. That would be... The one we recorded on March 6th. Okay. Yeah. Just in time so that you, the Jagbags listeners, can hear our predictions right before the Oscars. That will be good. And if there are any, um, you know, thoughts you have on the Oscars, you know, or any of these categories, please, um, we'll be posting this one. Please drop us a line. We're on Facebook or on Twitter um, or on Instagram. Just drop us a note. Tell us what you think. And we'll incorporate those uh, into future podcasts as well. Love to hear what you think. So we want to hear from you, especially the Diamond listeners. <laughs> but um, but we'll this we'll we'll take any and all um, inputs. A morgue had to go up because a uh, <laughs> Wilbert Montgomery and Christian Akoya have been pushing each other, so we had to separate them. Oh, uh, the Super Bowl it can't come soon enough where so we can end the Okoye Montgomery beef. <laughs> threatening to tear our diamond lounge apart. Yeah. Um anything else on this year's nominees? Nope. So we gotta finish we're gonna finish up now with 
our favorite best actress winners and their performances. This was did you tough. put yours in did you put yours in order? I did not. I didn't either, so we'll just name our time. And I have a few honorable mentions because I was having oh, okay. tr- trouble getting it down to ten. Um yeah. I I'm first cut out decisive, much more decisive than you, so I, I got I have ten. I first cut out Marie Dressler's Min and Bill, uh, her 1930 Oscar. Uh, when I was going through Variety's list of all the Oscar winners, uh, they described her as someone with a lived-in face. And I was like, jeez. I get that every day, Beef. I get that every day. <laughs> me and my resting Not from me. Not my from resting me, hobo face. Not from me. Never hear that from me. Yeah, I'll slander your hoops, uh, you know, but never your, your hobo face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you want to just go back and forth? We each name. Sure. Yeah, that's good. All right. I'm going to go in like a chronological order. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's how mine are too. Mine are chronological. Well, almost. Yeah. I added one at the end. So it's the first nine are in chronological order, I think. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm going first. Okay. So I'm going to go in backwards chronological order. Well, you, start with, you say one, then I'll say one. Okay. Mine, Helen Mirren in The Queen. She played Queen Elizabeth. I thought she yeah. was, she won. Thought she was just tremendous. Never saw it. Yeah. I'm going to go back to, I don't have too many from, Mine are from 1974 on. I didn't have anything before that. I have a few. I have. Uh, I have quite a bit actually. Oh yeah, you know more of the older stuff than I do. Yeah, I'm more 70s on. So mine is Ellen Burstyn. Alice doesn't live here anymore. That was 74. I really. That was a tough one to leave out. Mm-hmm. Um. Mine is Francis McDormand by way of apology for <laughs> her performance in Fargo. I thought she was terrific in Fargo. Absolutely deserved the Oscar. She was wonderful. Mm-hmm. My next one is Louise Flesh- Fletcher in One Flew Over to Cuckoo's Nest. 1975. Terrifying. Terrifying. She's, mm-hmm. she's on my list, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, her nurse ratchet, ice, ultimate ice queen. Yeah. She was super scary. Uh, should I go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just want. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Kathy Bates in Misery, speaking of terrifying. Yeah, I've never seen that one. Um, I thought that was uh, Rob Reiner directed it. Um, and uh, James Kahn, and one of the single most terrifying scenes ever. And uh, yeah, uh, she acted that. It's made her a star. Um, so Kathy Bates, Misery. I think that was 1990. Yeah, I only had the dates for the first two. I used. really quick about that. I saw that in a packed house in Evanston at the, at the old Evanston Theater on Central. It's gone now. And that was packed. And the scene that I'm talking about, when you see her, the whole audience screamed. I have never been in a movie audience 
before or since like that where uh, that was awesome awesome my next one is fade dunaway network that's on my list as well yeah fade dunaway is great terrific terrific Back network bonnie and clyde mm -hmm. and chinatown yep. she was fantastic yeah yeah, really a murderer's row of movies there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she made my top 10 list as well. Um, I also have uh, Diane Keaton in uh, Annie Hall. Um, I thought she was just just great. And What's impressive, too, is she got the Oscar for a comedy. That's really hard to do. Very. Yeah. Very. My next one is Cher and Moonstruck. She was terrific. Amazing. Really I feel like she should, have, she should have acted more, you know? Yeah. She's always good, but she just kind of just stopped. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like with Cher, she kind of like said, well, now I want to do music. Yeah. And then I want to do, because she put out an album that Believe, which was sold like eight gajillion copies. And so maybe she just stuck to music. But you're right. She was a, true dual threat um so my last four are old movies but um if you haven't seen these movies i totally recommend them because they're great and no len i did not pick julie andrews as mary poppins you'll be oh. pleased to know um the first one is elizabeth taylor in uh in 1966, in the movie "Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf," you need to watch that. Uh, it's Liz Taylor won also for Butterfield Eight, but here she is almost unrecognizable, and she's Richard Burton, and it is just—it's really powerful movie, and she's incredible. Really, yeah. I when really I read the good. Mike Nichols book a couple of years ago. I put that on. I'm like, I got, I think I even took it out of the library, but I, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Who's afraid? Yeah. It. George yeah. Siegel with packs a punch. Really good. My next one is also Francis McDorgan for Fargo. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's great. Really good. Out of all those performances, I felt like, you know, Buscemi and William H. Macy such a cast and I Peter thought like, Stormar. Oh, Peter Stormar's like, yeah. oh empty, my god empty villain <laughs> oh. oh yeah but she's uh, really stands uh, above all those really terrific yeah um I'm gonna go with I don't know if, if, any, if anyone has seen the uh, movie HUD starring Paul Newman it's based on a Larry McMurtry novel but Patricia Neal won the Oscar uh, for her role <laughs> and uh, talk about just a tour de force. She's just leaps off the screen more than holds her own with Paul Newman um, won the Oscar. Does I, I don't know who she was up against, but powerhouse performance really great. Mm -hmm. She was married to Roald Dahl for years. And Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. My next one is Francis McDormand again. For oh, Nomad Land. No, you're just pandering to her because <laughs> you know she's she's probably sent you a couple nasty grams, like saying, Lots "I know of, you, I know you were with him." 
lots of anti-bee videos being sent to me. I, I, I think the heat might have been turned on you a bit, just a bit, you know, guilt by association. Any truth to that uh, rumor? Or No, she just keeps sending me stuff like, yeah, no wonder bee retired at basketball. And she like <laughs> sends me a meme of somebody missing a layup. <laughs> She's cruel. He is cruel. I'm taking taking her off, taking her off my Fargo list now, replacing her with Marie Dressler. Um, She she also wrote, "Hey, dancing should have been called Hey No Writing." Oh, oh, (laughs) that just like is just a dagger to the stomach. Oh man, pulling out both barrels. Yeah, man. All right, I've got, I've got. How many do you have left? I have. I have four. Oh, okay. Uh, so my next one is Ingrid Bergman in the movie Gaslight, um, which, you know, it's, it's basically the movie that started the whole term and she is, she plays a newly married, um, uh, woman whose husband basically wants her fortune and starts gaslighting her. And she, her performance changes from you just see her slowly going insane. It's really awesome. She goes from a very happy and confident woman to, in the end, just a mess. Uh, really tough to watch, but great. Also, who's great in that movie gives a villainous performance is a child, Angela Lansbury. Um, really with a cockney accent and she is villainous and uh but bergman's terrific and the oscar is well deserved gaslight Gaslight. my next one is natalie portman in black swan you ever Um, seen it i i liked it and it was tough to leave her off yeah she was great yeah incredible my next one, I forgot this, is Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. Um, just, um, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, she's the lead of the movie. And she's, I mean, I, the, the movie is really her story and how she deals with Anthony Hopkins, I thought. And she's just quietly really powerful if you haven't listened to the jody foster podcast episode yeah, check that out mm-hmm. um and we talk about the movie in much more detail but yeah all of jody foster stuff she's one of my top 10 yeah yeah mm-hmm. my next one's brie larson in room yeah, i never saw that really good just terrifying and just one of those performances where you read every emotion just gets you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's great. Man. Um, yeah, I gotta see that. Um, I've got two left. The first one is, uh, Joan Fontaine in the Hitchcock, one of Hitchcock's best movies, suspicion. So she won a, he never won an Oscar though. Cary Grant. No, Hitchcock. Yeah, I don't know if Hitchcock won. For, I don't know if he ever won an Oscar. I don't think he won Best Director ever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this movie is like really well paced and basically 
Joan Fontaine isn't sure whether her husband, Cary Grant, is trying to kill her or not. <laughs> and so it's kind of the same. Um, he's not trying to drive her crazy like Ingrid Bergman's French husband in Gaslight, but she's just not sure. And uh, just the way that <clears throat> she weighs every piece of information coming to her, is, it really is... Translates very well to today. De- a well-deserved Oscar. Hitchcock, five nominations, no wins. Yeah. He, if I, it, Suspicion's one of his best, I think. My next one is your favorite movie because it's Ryan Gosling saving jazz. And that... <laughs> And that's, it's like your dream role. I know you're still mad you didn't get the part. And that's Emma, <laughs> Emma Stone in La La Land. Uh, why, do you bring up, why do you bring up painful memories for me? <laughs> she makes this movie. She just runs away with it. She's so great, man. You know, I've but, not seen uh, La La Land. I was, she, I was so happy when she won because she really deserved it. And Emma Stone was somebody, it took me a while. But once I saw Lala Land, all right, I'm like, I get it now. Because she, La- she, he's great. She's great. Man. La La Land, of course, was the infamous uh, best picture winner for about 30 seconds until they figured out that it was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Insane. They took the Oscars right out of yeah, their hands. They were holding the Oscars. Nope. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. oh God! Yeah. Uh, it, that that will that moment will live on. Uh-huh. Um, I still haven't seen it. I I really do. I want to see it, but I did yeah, see I, Moonlight. I thought Moonlight was tremendous. Moonlight was great. Tremendous movie. But I, I thought La La Land was great too. I gotta see it. I mean, I get people saying it's kind of ridiculous it. that Ryan Gosling saving jazz. But well, everything else is good. And I like Ryan Gosling, but again, Emma, it's Emma Stone's movie. I am offended that anyone should have to save jazz. Maybe that's why I <laughs> didn't see it. Um, all right. My last movie and everyone can make fun of me. I don't care because this was a era defining performance. I couldn't decide whether I liked her better in streetcar named desire. Or she's, I mean, that was another groundbreaking movie where she starred opposite. I mean, she's doing all these scenes with Marlon Brando, who was about to just take over Hollywood. She was great. But I went with her in Gone with the Wind, Vivian Lee. And <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those, like, it's an epic movie and it's an epic performance where you really, she really gets to play probably about three, maybe four different characters in one movie where you just see her journey. And I always love those types of roles where you really, where she grows up. And, um, and you can say a lot about the character of Scarlett O'Hara and her morals and, and the, the morality of the whole movie. And that's more than valid. And it's definitely, you know, I don't disagree with that, but she gives a incredible performance. She's great uh, in that. So that's my that's my last one. My last one is also Jodie Foster, but I picked The Accused for mine. Ooh, 
And the accused is just rough. It is rough. That's why I picked it over Silence of the Lambs because it's just her being vulnerable and tough in the same part. Ooh. Because it's a brutal rape scene and oh. just her talking in court. And it's just, it's just incredible performance. Did I tell you how I, I think I have mentioned in Jag Bags, how I, how I saw that movie. I saw that movie once in the movie theaters. And I went as part of a, I was a fifth wheel on a double date. <laughs> you did tell that. Maybe on the Jodie Foster. And we're like, oh, let's go see this Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> the accused. It was a double date. Jeez. How did you take a date to see the accused? I was like sitting there. You guys are idiots. <laughs> I feel better for being by myself. God. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, never been on a fifth wheel on a double date before or since. And uh, no one believes that story, but she was incredible. Jodie Foster was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we finish, I want to hear your honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions were um, Liz Taylor for Butterfield Eight. I thought she was really good. Ellen Burstyn in uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Uh, I know you're going to laugh, but Julie Andrews, Mary Poppins, uh, really terrific. And then Marie Dressler in Min <laughs> and Bill. Wow. What about yours? I oh, think you it's just unfair to put it in there. <laughs> I didn't really have any honorable mentions. I, I had a pretty, you know what I, I did want to ask you real quick. So Hillary Swank. Yeah. Two time winner. Neither yeah. one of us put her performances and they're both good, but I feel like something about boys don't cry. It, it just kind of disappeared from public consciousness. Right. Million Dollar um, Baby might have a better chance of people remembering it because it's tragic. Well, they're both tragic. Very. But he, but Million Dollar Baby has the big guns. It has Eastwood. So. But I feel like for someone who's won two time, has won Oscars twice, her career's not really been what it should have been. Um. I'm trying to look and see who she went up against that year for Million Dollar Baby. Because um, she won in 2005. Um, but they don't, they're not showing me the nomination. So while we do that, and then Boys Don't Cry. Um, oh, she went up against Imelda Staunton. For Vera Drake, Annette Benning for Being Julia, Kate Winslet for Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, and Catalina Sandino Moreno for Maria Full of Grace. Kate yeah, Winslet yeah. was great in that movie. I didn't see it. I love Eternal. You never saw Eternal Sunshine? No, it was one of those movies that, you know, we we were at the we were at the factory and we were like, I don't want to see, you know, one of these meta movies. And you know, I love that movie. I got to see it. They're all, it's like Jim Carrey, 
Kirsten Dunst is great in it. Right. Uh, I think Tom Wilkinson is the name of the actor. He's really good. Oh, Tom Wilkinson's always good and stuff. It's such a such a good movie. Yeah, it was kind of like in the same, you know, kind of a vein as like being John Malkovich and those types of uh, flicks and. It's well, we were all down on it. We we're just like, no, I don't want. I don't want to see it. You gotta see it, Pete. You gotta see it. Um, maybe okay. I'll uh, check it out as soon as I finish. Um, the Marie, my Marie Dressler, um, uh, film filmography. No, I'm. Maybe we'll watch a little Marie Dressler after Causeway. <laughs> we'll watch <laughs> Men and Bill. I'll rent it. What a yeah. delightful romp that will be. <laughs> lived in face yeah we'll just get you a big pot of coffee and, and sit down and watch them <laughs> talk about falling asleep yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah hillary swank i you know I, I on the one hand i can't think of a performance that i like better it's not like oh what a crime that she won when oh. so-and-so clearly deserved the oscar in the other year she was up against so boys don't cry right janet mcteer from tumbleweeds Julianne Moore, End of the Affair, Meryl Streep, Music of the Heart, Annette Bening, American Beauty. What about Meryl Streep? I can't believe Meryl Streep is going to withdraw any kind of high fives for us for life. We didn't, miss her. <laughs> we didn't pick her for... I was thinking uh, that too. <laughs> we did not. She's going to be like, no high fives whatsoever. And Francis McDormand and no Meryl <laughs> Streep? She loves high fives too much. She'll still come at us. She'll come around. But she knows but, the iron. She knows the iron lady was their very best. No. She knows. I never I mean, saw I, Sophie's. I should have. Me neither. I never we saw Sophie's Choice. We should have seen more Meryl Streep movies. But she, she's, we can't judge because we probably haven't. That's. I think Sophie's Choice is probably the one that's her most acclaimed. Mm. Maybe I should watch that. She had a huge stretch where she was just getting Oscar noms left and right. Well, she's probably got like 19 or something. I think she's got. She's won three or four times. Well, it seems like only two best actresses, though. So the others must be for best supporting. Because I was surprised. Yeah, she won. She only won three. For Sophie's Kramer versus Kramer, she won. But that's, you know. That's supporting. Three three Oscars is really good. Oh, yes, it is. I mean, although, who do you think is a better actress, Frances McDormand, who also has three, or Meryl Streep? Pickett. For now, I will say Frances McDormand, but I'm looking at Meryl Streep's nomination list. I haven't seen a lot of these. No. Deer Hunter, that's a big hole for me. Oh, powerful. French Lieutenant's Woman out of never Africa. Saw, never saw it. Ironweed, which is a movie I'd like to see because I really liked the book. I thought the book was really good. Mm. Um, I did see Bridges of Madison County. She was really good in that. She was good. Adaptation. I liked her in that. Really good. Cage. Devil Wears Prada. She was great in that. Come on. August Osage County. Really I didn't good. see that. Yeah, she was really good in it. So was Julia Roberts. Florence Foster Jenkins, I did not like that movie at all. What about Doubt? 
The post was good. I haven't seen Dowd either. That's her. Oh. Well, you don't like Philip Seymour Hoffman. But no, she was terrific. That's one I should watch. I should for both of them. The post. She was. She was tremendous in the post because she played a faltering, not confident woman. Did it so well. Yeah. I feel like so. For me to have a really educated opinion on Meryl Streep, I need to watch Sophie's Choice, Doubt. Yep. Uh, Ironweed out of Africa, and actually six of them Deer Hunter and French Lieutenant's Woman. So I'm, I think I'm about six behind. Yeah. Before I really deserve that high five. I'm st- I stand with you, Meryl. Stand with you. Len deserts you, but I never will. That's why Beeb's hand is always red. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Worth it. Uh, All right. Anything else? Have we missed anything? It's been fun. Yeah. I always like doing this one. Yeah, this is fun. And again, please send us any thoughts you have once this episode posts on this year's Oscars or on your favorite Best Actress nomination. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Drop us a line, let us know. Um, if we really like your comment, we'll send you a Jag Bags Oscar special t-shirt. Actually, they're not Oscar specials, but um, I'll put an Oscar sticker we will, on them. We will put a picture of Meryl Streep giving you a high five. There you go. We'll do that and send it out your way. Also, subscribe to us. We are on every last podcast platform that is reputable. We're not on any kind of shyster platforms, only the good ones. So wherever you find podcasts, just type in Jag Bags. Our name will pop up, hit subscribe, write us a recommendation, a review if you're so inclined, make it hashtag Jag Bags. Just promote us, spread the word. We rule and more people should know about us. And um, and, uh, Beav, I'm very excited about next week's. Yeah, what's on what's on tap for them? Fleetwood Mac. Oh man, mm-hmm. that'll be a good one. Yeah, I'll be set for that. Got my notes, mm-hmm. and uh, I will be um, digging up all the Peter Green uh, Fleetwood Mac I can find as well. Um, so that'll be next week. So tune in. Uh, you can find us on jagbags.simplecast.com as well. Um, And when you're ready to listen, put a little jag bags in your ear.